Hey folks, uh, no funny intro today, uh, just gonna apologize for the fact that this took literally four months for me to sit down and edit because I have just looked at it and not felt great about it. Um, when we filmed, or when we recorded this, um, we thought it prudent to make an intro condemning the genocide occurring in Gaza right now. Um, and over those months, it got worse. And so, you know, we're still condemning that. And uh, I would like to point you towards a few charities for, um, for or a charity or two for that you could maybe put some funds towards to assist uh, the Palestinians being attacked by Israel right now. Um, the Palestine Re Children's Relief Fund and Middle East Children's Alliance are two that come to mind. Um, so yeah, uh, Free Palestine. And I'm not going to do the silly intro for this episode because it feels like it might not be the most prudent. So it's just going to be silent, and then the episode will start. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, hope you have a good time. Welcome back, folks, to Tano's Ridiculous Experience at JoJo's Podcast. I'm Noah. And I'm Tanner. And we're doing a JoJo's Podcast. Uh, it's been a minute. Um, yeah. We just kind of wanted to take a break because we forgot to record. And the last episode went over so well. Yeah, it, 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 did, it did great. We, we, we were not over it. <laughs> I haven't checked my analytics on that i could pull them up i'll pull them up in a little while i'll say that and then i'll forget but that's fine um okay. but for our other ones we have what i think are bots that listen there's like 19 bots spread throughout the world there's like one guy in japan one guy in russia uh, a few guys in india i'm pretty sure they're just people trying to farm information out of us just out of the things we say on here which they honestly probably have gotten quite a bit out of me <laughs> yeah <laughs> But we do have two listeners we know. Hello to Gail and James Fry. Apparently, you guys listen to this. I had no idea. I've been saying some <laughs> weird shit without prior knowledge of that. So, sorry guys. But uh, at this point, you're privy to who I am. So, you're just going to have to be stuck with uh, me being the way I am for now. Interesting that you told your parents about this podcast. <laughs> you tell yours? No, I didn't tell my parents about my JoJo's podcast. I'm living above them currently. <laughs> I tell them I record things with Tanner. I don't tell them what we're recording. <laughs> they think we're doing porn. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how it works when they're so far away. <laughs> yeah, I guess they're doing, they, they call them camboys. I don't know what it's about. Uh, so, yeah, welcome back to your favorite podcast with your favorite couple of camboys. <laughs> I'm playing That's with those. two Polaroid pictures right now. It's probably giving you some negative ASMR here. Oh, uh, okay. I, don't, I, 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 just, I just hear shuffling. Yeah, that's what it was. I was okay. just, uh, welcome back. Been a minute. We are finishing Phantom Blood today. Yes. If it fucking kills us. <laughs> because I'll be honest, folks, I've been holding this in this whole time. I told you at the beginning, you should watch Phantom Blood. It's very important. What I didn't tell you is that... I kind of hate Phantom Blood so much. <laughs> you should do what I did and get the rundown from you, oh, and now us, and then go watch part two. Yeah, basically. And come back. <laughs> That's just watch the show from our perspective. Go, yeah, I got the gist of it, and then just move straight on to Battle Tendency, because that's where it gets fun. Yeah. 
And not to say Phantom Blood isn't fun at parts, but it does this thing where um, it is very poorly paced at times and makes me want to throw up. <clears throat> no, that was just a burp. Didn't want to throw up. Okay. No. Um, it's not that it makes me want to throw up. It just gets boring and um, kind of cringe. And the rest of the show is cringe in a funny way. This is just cringe in a boring way. Yeah. So that's so we're glad to be getting through it and to battle tendency, which is our favorite part in the world. Oh. Yeah. So with that, Tanner, who would you like to... You want to do one and I'll do two? We'll just figure it out? Sounds good. Yeah, let me pull up my notes real quick. Sure. In the meantime, right. folks, uh, this little show about scott pilgrim came out um it's called scott pilgrim's i think it's precious little life or maybe scott pilgrim takes off um what what, what is it have you not seen scott pilgrim versus the world you remember that movie yeah yeah, of course i've seen that there's an anime on netflix that's scott really yes ramona flowers is in it also the entirety of the original movie cast is voice acting for every character that they played what Um, uh so ramona Flowers is played by what's her name? Uh, Walt Whitman. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Uh, uh, Louisa May Alcott. Yeah. <laughs> Call back to our other episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, so Mary Elizabeth Mary Winstead. Elizabeth? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's her. Um, very well done. Anyway, Tanner is uh, going to talk about this next episode. You get to talk about the boring one, Tanner. <laughs> Good luck. Yes. Yes. So it starts off with. Um, with our boy Tom Petty, <laughs> Tom Petty and uh, and Zappelli, our Italian Mojo man, they are in Tibet. At when it, well, this is younger flashback to when he's in Tibet training with Tom Petty, and they're up they're up on like some trapeze high up in above their, that temple in the mountains. And uh, sorry, Bagheera's playing some Bagheera. Hi, Bagheera. Okay. Um, they're up high, and Zappelli wants to know his his fate, basically what what happens to him. And uh, Tom Petty reluctantly agrees and tells him that he. It, it, I thought it was just gonna be like some vague prophecy, but he basically tells him exactly what's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, like down to the so, <laughs> down to the yeah, how. Like how. Yeah, and like I was like, okay, well, that's very specific. He should have no, no, noticed this a while ago. But he says like it's like a, a child will let you in to to it says like a castle and you will free a young lion, uh, so you continue his destiny, but you'll die in the process. Yeah. And and he's and my notes keep closing. That's okay. Piece of paper. That's what me spending twenty minutes cutting out dead sounds in our audio is for. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that's basically what happens, and then it cuts to Zapelli walking forward and to free Jojo from his iron collar like we talked about episode Tarukus and Jojo are still chained to each other in this bizarre castle that knights used to kill each other at and they're both shackled around a chain through the ceiling to each other very intricate yep shackled by the old neck balls yeah so Zapelli goes forward and he's he dives towards him and Tarukus well he he dives he shoots Hamon at him and then he dives forward and Tarukus is above him and gets the chain um he he like gets above him somehow and then the chain comes from below somehow yeah yeah i was very i was watching it i had like a rewatch because i was like what how did this work but he the chain gets wrapped around his belly and then turkus squeezes (laughs) yeah 
and everyone gasps as Zapelli is ripped in half. And Uh-oh. also, Jonathan is shoved into the ceiling by the force of it because the chain is still around his neck and appears to snap his neck. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. But more that. importantly, Zip- yeah. you forgot about it because Zapelli gets cut in half. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a yeah, bit that, of a bummer to watch. <laughs> I, yeah, it really is. I forgot. So in my head, I was like, oh, these part one is very silly and goofy which the rest of the show is but i thought of it as more like um pg than the rest of the show yeah and these, very much not yeah these two episodes like the, the rest of it absolutely these two episodes are gnarly <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway it's a pelly torn in half um yeah we'll get to the other gnarly stuff soon and we'll talk about it more because there's one specific part that i was like oh lord <laughs> And then, uh, well, and then uh, Speedwagon and Poco are like, oh, my God. And then uh, Zapelli basically kind of, like, crawls over to Jojo and gives him the last of Zahamun. And Fergus uh, is like, basically taunting him. He's like, how are you still alive? Kind of thing. Um, a very important note about that, him giving him the rest of his Hamon, not to mm. not to ab- abduct your storyline here. Um, no, you're all good. He... They hold, he reaches and he grabs his hand. It's very sweet. It's very sad. Yeah. Um, he pumps all of his hormone in him and it like hurts. Like, like jo- Jojo starts screaming um, and his shirt explodes. It just disappears yes, yeah. instantly. <laughs> He's immediately I, I shirtless and glowing. I was like, whoa, <laughs> I I like, whoa this is like ridiculous. Yeah. It, he, I, I'm wondering when he published this because it's very Super Saiyan reminiscent, and it seems like it's on purpose. When was <laughs> Phantom Blood published? Okay, 1987, which seems like it's before DBZ, because DBZ was the 90s. 90s, yeah. When was DBZ? Oh, yeah. So it was DBZ started in 89, but... Wow, that means that Dragon Ball Z in its entirety is a JoJo's reference, actually. <laughs> Ooh, Sorry, Dragon Ball Z fans. That's <laughs> fucked up, dude. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Here's Jonathan's shirt explodes, and then he's covered in golden light. And it, it, he's basically, like, radiating home, and it's, like, coming off of him. And then uh, he goes to fight Tarukas, and... And then he, oh no, he, um, he, you know, he still has his collar on. So he just, he has all this hormone in his body and he just takes the collar, which I, th- I think they established last episode was like really strong. And yeah. It's, get... it's made of steel and Tarukas can't get his off and he's 800 pounds of muscle. Yeah. And, and then Jojo just takes it and he's, and he just rips it off. And you're like, oh shit. Yeah. It's fucking gnarly. Yeah. And so, and then, uh, he goes up to Tarukas and they start fighting, and it doesn't last too long, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it just cuts one arm off immediately with just like a karate chop. And then he does like a like a double punch to the face and then explodes his head. <laughs> yeah. Prior to that, though, small thing Tarukas does is that he bites mm. his canines off and spits them at Jonathan, and they get <laughs> stuck in his face. Yeah. So that happens. <laughs> um. <laughs> It's it doesn't do anything. It's literally just like a one off, like for a quarter second. But it made me go, Ugh! yeah, that is crazy for a like a four hundred pound zombie. 
So, Tarukas dies. Yeah, good. Yeah, wasn't a fan. Not a, of the villains thus far in this show. Least favorite. Yeah, mm-hmm, I think so. We established last time we're big Blueford heads. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and Dio was obviously the best villain. I mean... <laughs> yeah. Hello, folks. Editor's note here. These fucking idiots forgot about our man jack the ripper who is obviously the best villain from this whole arc just thought i would let you know four months down the line okay bye he's up there i don't know i don't think you've i don't know if you've heard of a little fellow named tonio trendy but he's (laughs) he's a little a little higher on the list to me uh he shows up later folks that's a joke for later that'll pay off in I'll pay off in two years. Okay, yeah, pay off in two years when we get to the Tonio Trendy episode. <laughs> Part four. Like a one-off character. One yep. episode. A majority of this show is us making jokes for us that we're like, we'll get to that in two years. Yeah. yeah I feel like we made like several Part 4 and Part 5 references. Yeah, almost every episode we've made like six of them. <laughs> it's allowed. We're allowed to do that. It's our podcast. Yeah. Can't stop us, Spotify. Um, back to what we were doing. You were in the middle of... Yeah, Sapelli dies, and um, Jojo just double-punched Trigus in the head, and you know, he's dead. Yes. So, so after this, um, they go to, like, see Zapelli. Oh, yeah, who's... Use, while using the rest of his homeland, he, he turned old somehow. Because <laughs> he's old. He doesn't have Hamon to keep him young anymore. That's what Hamon does. It keeps you sexy. <laughs> Was he really that that old though? Yeah, and honestly, it's a rewrite that what's his name does because um that Araki does because Joseph does not stay sexy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at least not in that way. And so basically, like talking to him, and then the belly mentions how he left his family. Yeah, I wrote that down too. I thought that was fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah, you, you you left your family to do this bizarre, like adventure <laughs> prophecy. Yeah, adventure. <laughs> um, I, I think I wrote down maybe the specifics. Let me see. Uh, blah blah blah. Uh, kills Tarukas. Uh, Zapelli is first of all still talking. Um, yeah, he has crawled he's... without a lower half. Yeah, done the hormon thing. Passed out. Then woken up and continued talking. <laughs> um, all I put in here was drops the info that he abandoned his wife and child for this. Says Jojo is his best friend and new family. Calls him his son and him. dies. Yeah. <laughs> it's so nuts to me that he's like, I found a new family. Like, he's yeah. not the one that did the abandoning. Yeah. Uh, and it's also very important to, to note. He met Jonathan like a week ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're, like, tangentially friends. He doesn't even know, like, where he grew up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's, he just knows that he's Italian, and he went to the New World, just discovered this stone mask, trained in Tibet, came back, to <laughs> went to England, and is now <laughs> and is now dying on this cold stone floor. Yeah, and now Jonathan knows all that, and he goes, well, I guess I have two dads now, and they both died in my <laughs> arms. <laughs> Jo- Way to go, trauma. <laughs> Jojo has two daddies. Ooh, episode name, Jojo has two daddies. Yes! Yeah, there Fuck you go. yeah, dude! Oh my god! Oh, I'm g- I gotta scribble that down. I wonder if I just peaked yeah. my mic. <laughs> Jojo has two daddies. 
that's one thing we've done well is the oh i guess you've done well is the episode titles thank of this you. Thank podcast you. um <laughs> The last one was kind of a phone-in, because the Seagram's thing was a, a very stupid, but, um, <laughs> you know, I was drunk, so it's not my fault. Yeah. I'm drinking a liquid <laughs> IV, so. Just Ooh, that was good. Um, it depends on the flavor. This one's ass. Don't get the strawberry <laughs> ones. Okay. They're really bad. I'm drinking what's left of Morgan's McDonald's sweet tea Brrr. and the water. <laughs> you know what they don't have up here in the great northeast? What? mcdonald's sweet tea that is not bad oh yeah because sweet tea isn't a thing up there is it not really nope <laughs> it's fucking gnarly that's, yeah that's weird to me yeah it's it's gross they you, you know what they do yeah they got dunkin coffee and i drink a lot of dunkin now like it's affecting me um yeah. so zapelli's dead he has just renounced yeah. his apparently still living wife and child for jonathan yeah. Um, what else happens in this episode? <laughs> so after this, I, it goes to um, uh, Dio with the uh, woman in, in, in his castle. Oh. <laughs> that he has now. And then, so it's Dio, it, there's this woman and child that Dio is, and Dio's trying to get them, get them to both join his his undead army. And then the woman says, no, not my baby. Let us go, please. And then Dio says, if he makes a deal with her, if, if you join, then I'll, no, then none of us will harm your child. And so he turns her and then she, her undead zombie form immediately, immediately eats her own child, baby screaming. Yeah. This is probably the most ridiculous scene in part one. And in, in a lot of the other parts too. Yeah. This is like. It's, this awful. is what I meant earlier when I was talking about it being like there being some shit in here that's like, oh, God. Is, it's, yeah. You only see the shadow of it, but she bites her baby's frontal lobe and rips it out. It's yeah, really it's, gross. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I remember this from, from, from the first time I watched it, and I was like, holy shit. Yeah, I, I totally blocked it out. <laughs> There's so a lot of parts in this part that I just totally forgot about, and I'll see it and be like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will note something that we should mention is that uh, Zapelli dies, and they're crying over yes. him. We go up into the clouds, and we see the first ghost in the sky, which is yes, a staple of the series, that. baby, except for Caesar. That doesn't happen with Caesar for some reason. Yeah. But, but he, he has got like the yelling and then the cross. Yeah. And, so. and also bloody stream has his death in it like from the very beginning yeah <laughs> spoilers guys sorry about that that's not a that's not a two-year spoiler though that's like a yeah. three-month spoiler if we're lucky yeah <laughs> anywho um yeah so he dies in the sky just keep note there keep that in the back of your minds people when people die in this show they're supposed to show up in the sky that means they're a good person yeah, they're going to JoJo Heaven. They're going to JoJo Heaven, which is real people hell, just so you know. <laughs> they are yeah, basically yeah, exactly. the same things. <laughs> so anyway, that lady bites her baby's forehead. It's really horrible. Um, yeah. Made me a little queasy. And then next, you have Speedwagon, JoJo, and Poco. They're just walking to the village, you know, seeing what's up. And then uh, they run into this guy from the village, Mr. Adams. Who seems seems who's normal, and then he knows Poco, and he's like, "Oh, you better you better run home. Your your family's looking for you." And Poco says, "Oh, great." And uh, Speedwagon and Jojo are confused because everything they they know about this village from Dio showing up to them earlier is basically that this 
entire place is overrun with with uh, Dio's army. So and then so they they keep walking and then Adams walks and then he the camera stays with him as they they're behind him and he turns crazy. He because he's been zombified. Yeah. And his his tongue reaches out of his mouth and like stretches towards them because he wants to eat Poco. Don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> it's all one. Well, apparently that that woman did. Yeah. True. That's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Jojo grabs the tongue and hamons him. Yeah, he does like a cool so. front flip and he does a he drops his heel down on his face and he hamons him and that guy's dead and it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I I, I wrote in my notes: jo- Jojo kills crazy tongue zombie. <laughs> <laughs> crazy tongue zombie is actually my porn name. I'm gonna bleep that one. I have to bleep things now. Your parents are in watching this. No. <laughs> Gail and James can't listen to me talk about pornography. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> oh, okay. okay, keep going. <laughs> next, next thing that happens is, oh yeah, um, they went to another guy on the on the street, and it's this crazy looking blonde dude. That looks like a, I don't even know what he looks like. He looks like some eighties like uh, rock star, and. uh and him and Jojo, he does this, he like jumps towards him, does this like crazy, like spread leg thing. Yeah, he comes up, he's got and his feet out for a drop kick. Jojo goes to block it, and then the guy does a split to spread Jojo's hands apart. And he does thunder cross split. <laughs> yeah, and he starts coming in with his arms crossed to chop him in the face. And, and then Jojo just, and then he's, and he, right before he's about to hit, hit him with it, he. He's like, why aren't you stopping? <laughs> yeah, Jojo headbutts him so that he won't yeah. uh, get him. And he's like, why would you do that? That's fucking crazy. <laughs> um, he's like, who are you? I should note that I wrote down here that uh, a monk shows up and tries to attack Jojo by doing a split in the air and trying to do a dual chop, which is a Pokemon <laughs> reference. Uh, dual yeah. chop is capitalized. Um, well, actually, okay, for... That is Haxorus and Axe's signature move. Exactly. <laughs> See, for you, it's a Pokemon reference. For me, yeah. it's a Super Smash Brothers Ultimate reference in which uh, Incineroar's Up B, he uses Dual Chop, which is weird, but it's own thing. Mm. Um, it is also uh, how I have gotten some of my funniest wins in tournament is... Uh, doing that to like people that have beat me for two years straight and like they i'm trying to recover and they just get in the way and i'm like man you shouldn't have done that <laughs> and i oh. i win on accident um but that's that's his upbeat right yeah that that's dual chop yeah i don't understand that's why he does chop. he get dual chop i don't even know if he does he he might let's we gotta look at that some, that's some weird pokemon get some yeah some weird pokemon get it i know that what's funny is why would you ever use run dual chop on an incineroar yeah yeah it's a dragon type move it's only super effective against dragons and also like he if you're not i don't think he learns dual chop oh my gosh (laughs) fuck why oh no he does um okay it's an egg move but like why on earth would would you do that because if you're doing anything but parting shot (laughs) um (laughs) Sorry, this is... We're gonna... 
competitive Pokemon babble at you folks, but that's what you came here for. This is a podcast. People get off track. That's the whole shtick. Um, yeah. Horrible move. Do not run Dual Chop on your Incineroar unless he is in a platform fighter. It's just not yeah. worth it. So many. Yeah, guys. run Darkest Lariat. Yeah, run, 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 just run Parting Shot and like. You don't really need anything else. He's just there to parting shot and then leave. That's all he does. Um, parting shot protect. That's your whole rundown for him. Um, yeah. Funny joke from Twitter a while ago. This is also not going to be funny to our viewers. Um, my friend, I, I posted something about, man, I wish that, like, I wish more Alolan Pokemon would get love in these new generation stuff right mm -hmm. and my friend sam is a big pokemon person he's also a big smash guy he goes i know i'm waiting for Minior to come back uh our gen 7 friends never get love and i go i know when are tox effects and incineroar gonna get the respect they deserve <laughs> which for those of you listening um incineroar gets so much respect from the pokemon company that people want him banned from ever being in a game again and toxapex is um something that i used on tanner when we were in college uh just to ruin his day uh yeah. when we played pokemon together <laughs> i hate that pokemon <laughs> i love that pokemon but also another one that is very um unfun to play against and so yeah. sam just responded with a gif of the guy from b movie when he looks back at his wife for saying that the b is her friend and he's like Whoa! <laughs> um Rightfully so, though, because that was a ridiculous thing for me to say. It was very funny, though. I'm so funny. How much of that am I going to keep? We'll find out. Uh, I haven't introduced you guys to our editor yet, because I actually haven't made up the joke <laughs> this week. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. There's no joke. joke. There's no joke. It's, it's not a running joke. It's a real thing. Um, yeah. However, uh, while I think of that joke, Tanner's going to... While I think of the real thing, Tanner's going to distract you. Yeah. Uh, so the thing that, that so what happens next is oh yeah so they're, they they fight they they fight that guy and then Jojo does that weird he has that weird cross split attack on Jojo and then he's like why you why would you how to block, why would you headbutt me and, he, and then he introduces himself as Dire and that he knew Zapelli and then Jojo's like what he knew Zapelli and uh, he's like yeah I trained with him for twenty years and I was like holy shit they trained he trained in Tibet for twenty years and uh, he introduces himself as Dire. And then soon, uh, another guy shows up named Strazo. So, and he he's kind of interesting. He has long black hair, and he he's basically an afterthought. You don't really he, you don't really need to know anything about him. Yeah, don't keep an eye on that one. You'll never see him again. That's... Yeah, you will see him again, but not not. <laughs> You're spoiling it. That's the joke. They'll think that's funny next episode. Yeah. And then they're like, oh yeah, we we have two of you guys with us. And then uh, Tom, and then Tom, Tom Petty, not Tom, Tom Petty. Tom Petty in up. the flesh, he shows up. <laughs> Holy shit, it's Tom Petty. Can I, get, can I get an autograph? Oh my god, it's the fact of me going to a Tom Petty concert and being like, it's the famous monk Tom Petty. <laughs> Holy, can I get your autograph? You, you were great in Jojo's with our adventure. He's... Can, can you use Hamon to melt my brain? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, a couple monks show up. <laughs> yeah, and then I go, man, and then Tom Petty's like, "Where's Zapelli?" And I was like, "Well, he's dead." He's like, "Oh yeah, I, I told him his prophecy a while ago. I should have thought about that." 
Um, so. sh- should have figured. Uh, yeah. And then it cuts to Dio's lair. Yes, where it shows um, his... I, so I wrote this down. Um, gang goes off. Uh, go, they, they, they go off and then it cuts to Dio. And so what, and Dio has human-animal hybrids somehow. Well, I... On, on, like, yeah, he has he has like a dog man, like a cat person, and then a bird with a cat head. Yeah, and then a bird with a cat head, and then he has Poco's sister. Yeah, Poco's also... sister is also there, but the least yeah. interesting thing in the scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the somehow is that he picked up a guy's head and he put it on a cat's body, and then he went yeah. boo, 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 and it that came to life. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then that's the end of the episode. Yeah, then we hit roundabout. Roundabout Roundabout. So what do you think of this episode, Tanner? Give it a give it a give it a good old score. Hmm. It was better than last episode. Um, I do like. Hmm. That's probably <laughs> six out of ten. Six out of ten. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's I I think Zapelli dying was powerful. It was good. Yes. There was, it was, seemed quick, but then it just kept yeah. going. Um, yeah. And I think that's just a victim of it being in part one um that's just how part mm-hmm. one is is that it's we got nine Very episodes cool. we don't know if this is getting picked up we got to move through this yeah um <laughs> which fair enough they were like we would like to get this out in the time they allotted us so mm-hmm. things are going to come and they're going to go pretty quick um while we're on the topic of pokemon still mm-hmm. bulbapedia has gone to the dogs how it's just so bad there's so many ads all over right now i'm so uh, pissed is cerebi <laughs> still like this is like i don't think so let's find out no, i haven't visited the sites in a while there are no ads on cerebi um let's oh go. no there's one but it's oh. it went away quick however um it does look like a 2004 internet forum which i kind yeah, of yeah it... <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing I remember about it because I remember <laughs> looking yeah. up a lot of things um I do oh gosh oh gosh it has like when I look things up on Cerebia it gives me like ads it like shows me oh go to Target <laughs> no I don't want to go to Target I'm looking up a thing on your website um oh there's the ads okay maybe Cerebia's just as bad oh well damn rest in peace Pokemon <laughs> rest in peace most fandoms guys yeah. don't get on the jojo's fandom um wiki don't get on the wiki it's so bad yeah just, just look at the at the, at the fan subreddits on reddit there's no ads there well there's, there's still ads on reddit now but oh, they're actually, less they're less holy shit forget <laughs> what i said actually i thought it was run by no. fandom but it's not the no, jo- no jojo's oh. it has its own wiki oh. that's not oh. attached to fandom no oh, that's good I was talking about fandom guys as a company, not as a um, social thing. Uh, fandom, the company, is owned by whatever whatever media outlet and ruins every wiki it gets a hold of. <laughs> it's a nightmare. That Tanner, do you ever use fandom wikis of any kind? Not really. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> sorry I'm a loser. Okay. Um, it's been a while since I have. Oh, I see. Well, the Hollow Knight wiki just moved off of fandom because it's so bad. Um, <laughs> and then as soon as they did, a, I guess fandom got mad and they were like, all right, we've decided you can no longer uh, 
for the first week you were supposed to be allowed to um, advertise your new wiki on fandom so that people could migrate mm-hmm. over. As soon as Hollow Knight moved over and a big Hollow Knight creator made a thing about it that was like, hey, don't use the fandom wiki. Um, fandom was like, you can't advertise on here anymore. You immediately, as soon as you leave, you're gone. Um, and it sucks because uh, Hollow Knight uh, is good and also because fandom is bad. I'm probably yeah. going to cut this because it's long, but... um. Just do any wicked. The Noah the Hedgehog. I saw that on the fan yeah. wiki, and it's so that it's there's so many ads I can't breathe. Yeah, websites suck. Yeah, it's remember when websites didn't suck, guys. Oh yeah. man, you kids, you were so young. Gail and James, Tanner's parents, you you wouldn't even remember websites <laughs> the way they used to be. Uh, this is the Gail and James episode. Maybe we'll have them on as a guest. Actually, our editors today. Are Mr. and Mrs. Gail and James Fry. Thank you guys for being here. Give yourselves a round of applause. Whoop, whoop. Uh, so, gotta cut that part out. All right, so Gail and James are editing for us. Thank you, Gail and James. Uh, that's the end of that episode. Um, we've decided that it's a 6 out of 10, which is about right. I think it, it drags. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got two more tonight. You want me to just blow them out and we'll, we'll talk about them? Yeah, yeah, we can get we can go through them. I'm gonna give these, give these, uh, give these episodes some head. I'm gonna bleep that. Um, and let's 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 uh, okay. I'm sorry, I'm losing focus very very quickly. Uh, my wife's watching a vlog on the couch with her with my headphones on, and I'm I'm what I'm kind of watching out of the corner of my eye. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not that I am not focused on you guys. It's that I'm also focused on that. Yeah, I, uh, I'm I'm staring at Bagheera across the room from me. She's hi, Bagheera. <laughs> all right, we're getting it in focus. I'm gonna cut out all this stuttering. I mean, Gail and James are gonna cut out all this stuttering. Um, my wife heard me and she moved her computer, so now I can't see the screen. <laughs> next battle. It is called next episode. It is called bloody battle! Exclamation point. Jojo and Dio. What do you think happens in this episode, folks? Yeah. You can never guess. Who knows? Anywho, our episode opens at Poco's house. Um, His dad is yelling at him, just slaps him, you know, like you do. Uh, Yeah, when he shows up with with, a bunch of random guys. (laughs) With five adult men. He's like, Poco, what the fuck? (laughs) Um, Maybe slap your kid if that's the case. You know... This one's to Gail. Um, I'm glad you you didn't let that guy in your house when he was the BTK and almost killed you. If Tanner had shown up at your doorstep with the BTK, you should have slapped him. I, not the BTK, Tanner. You should have slapped Tanner. <laughs> For context, listeners. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead, give me my, a story. <laughs> yeah, so my, my hometown is Wichita, Kansas. For context, there's a serial killer in my hometown when I was a, a young child named BTK. And um, around around that around that time, my mom was home with me and my me and my brother and uh, a guy uh, wanted to come in and use use my mom's phone, and she didn't let him. And then when he was caught, she thought that he looked like like him. So and I, I told Noah this story. So that's <laughs> that's what. And I ran with it. I've told everyone I've ever met that my friend almost got killed by the BTK. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
it's a it's kind of a killer story that's not even mine i just get to use it anyway (laughs) that's my favorite thing is to just uh use other people's stories and be like oh yeah my friend and then just use that story um we have a friend named molly almost got mauled by bears during an internship one time i use that story all the time i'm like oh yeah my friend almost got ripped apart by kodiaks and then she had to climb a fence and hold on and get electrocuted not my story no stakes for me aside from losing my friend molly uh, yeah. which bit of a flake if I'm being honest <laughs> I might cut that um, hi Molly hi Molly wow our new listener Molly Brown welcome to the podcast um, but anyway I like to use people's stories and Tanner almost getting killed by the BTK is my favorite story <laughs> how's that story? it's my favorite story to tell people it's so crazy and you don't tell enough people so I have to do it for you <laughs> Well, I'm not entirely 100% sure that it was him. But I, mean, I am. <laughs> so, anyway, the BTK shows up to Poco's house in the form of Jonathan Joestar. And his dad slaps the shit out of his kid. And he's like, why would you bring five men to our house? And where have you been? And Poco's like, dad, where's my sister? Whose name we never hear. He calls her my sister yeah. to his dad. Weird. And his yeah, dad... and the subtitles say Poco's sister. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and his dad's like, ah, oh, she's out looking for you. What do you think? And at this point, maybe you shouldn't be slapping your kid because maybe you're the problem, man. <laughs> Just yeah. letting the kids leave. It's not their fault. They're gone. Uh, so he's like, oh, shit. Oh, my sissy. She's with Dio. So cut to Dio. He's talking to the girl, telling her, you should become a vampire. I won't treat you bad like all the other vampires would. And they like they would want to force you, but I'm doing it willingly. And she slaps him and says, you're the devil. He's holding a rose to her. I'm fighting through burps right now. Uh, he's holding a rose to her. And when she slaps him, he withers it with his vampire powers. Um, and it's kind of a cool shot. Not going to lie. Uh, and then he's like, well, in that case, and he starts leaving and, uh, some green ichor starts falling on her blouse from the ceiling and she looks up and there's a guy with a bag on his head and he's like, well, if you won't have me, um, I'll leave you with my friend whose name I could not tell you if I remembered it. It starts with... Doobie. Doobie. My buddy Doobie. (laughs) Thank you for that. I knew it started with a D. I wrote that down because I... my notes are um, uh, Doobie LMFAO he got snake (laughs) (laughs) so So I was very impressed with Doobie okay so Doobie guy with a bag on his head drops down on her and he's all slobbery and she's like no and he grabs her and he rips her dress and and then uh, an anvil drops on his head and you go, Wiley Coyote, but no, it's actually Jonathan Joestar and his buddies all in this upper window we didn't know was there. And yeah. uh, they dropped an anvil we didn't know was there. <laughs> and uh, did they, which also, they're on a roof. Did they take the anvil with them in case yeah. of this situation? Because uh, anvils don't belong on the roof. Yeah, they, <laughs> they shouldn't be up there, especially when there's like these big windows on the roof that have glass and you just have anvils up there for fun. Uh, so. <laughs> One of them, I'm assuming jo- Jojo, because he wouldn't make anyone else do it, hauled this thing up and was like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be killer, you guys. You don't even know. Uh, 
this cartoon called Looney Tunes. <laughs> you guys, there's this thing that's gonna happen. It's years from now. It's called Looney Tunes. They're gonna try and cancel it uh, at uh, Warner Brothers, but then people are gonna get so yeah. mad they're gonna sell the rights to another studio. <laughs> um, so that's its own can of worms. We'll talk about later probably. Yeah. Uh, don't sell your work to the major studios, especially Warner Brothers. They will cut it for tax purposes after it's already been filmed. Yeah. Batgirl now this now this uh, Wiley Coyote but it's, show. it's still coming out this one hey folks another editor's note uh, we made this in November and as it turns out not coming out that movie is getting deleted Zaslav I hope you die in a fire and it hurts bye oh yeah yeah I, I, I did see that yeah. so that's good Batgirl's, Batgirl's not coming out <laughs> yeah Batgirl's gone they destroyed the footage like the people that worked on it were told that it was getting canceled and they went to try and say it and it was all gone. Oh my um, god. Isn't that fucked up? That's like two yeah. years of work down the drain. That's crazy. That's like our podcast down the drain almost. Almost as much work as our podcast <laughs> um, down the drain. It's nuts. Can't believe they can do that. But anyway, yeah. they drop an anvil on this poor guy's head um, and he starts going, oh dang it! And uh, Jojo jumps down he's like, I'm going to kill you. The guy turns around, he jumps at him, and snakes come out of the bag on his head, and they bite Jonathan in the face, and everyone's like, oh, the snakes bit him! And then he lands, and the bag rips off his head and reveals that his head is a skull with a bunch of snakes sticking out. And JoJo's like, hmm, and then he um, uses Hamon to push the venom out of his, his face, I guess weird yeah they can do that now <laughs> sure it, it's blood bend, blood bending i guess at this point um yeah. so he does that and then the guy attacks with the snakes and he catches them with his fingers um like between his fingers he catches a head um, in each hand it's very good uh and <laughs> then he goes i have an idea i'll use hormone to turn the snakes against their masters <laughs> what <laughs> Yeah, but he just sent Hamon up the snakes and killed them. Yeah, but no, he can. But now he can also mind control the snakes with Hamon. Uh, we're just adding on. We're, that's it's established that we can just add things on for Hamon as much as we want. So yeah, Hamon does whatever whatever Rocky wants it, wants it to do. Exactly. In I feel like in Battle Tendency Part Two, it gets more. He's like, all right, I have set rules now. Here's the expanded yeah. rules, but they are rules. And he decides on what it does. Uh, mm-hmm. But it just works as electricity, essentially. But right now, it works as uh, making these snakes bite this guy's face till he dies. Uh, even though he's a zombie. Yeah, even though he's a zombie. That's what I was thinking. I was like, what? how does it? How, how would he have those snakes in his head and not be immune to them? It doesn't make sense. It does make sense if you're not me. Um, yeah, it does make sense if you're not thinking. Uh, also, when I typed, he catches all the snakes with his fingers in my notes, it... Uh, it autocorrected to Heather catches all the snakes with his fingers. So good job, Heather. Good job. Um, so yeah, he does that. Um, I also wrote in my notes, then uses the homon to turn the snakes back on the zombies. Parentheses, dumb. <laughs> so so. Oh, sorry. I, I, have my, I have in my notes here. Um, uh, so JoJo is basically wearing a purple shirt with um uh round football pads and he has for like the past couple episodes yes <laughs> i don't know where he got this new shirt by the way the other one was destroyed yeah also to note i forgot to note in the last episode that we were talking about um when his shirt got destroyed the shirt's gone the shoulder pads are still there <laughs> yeah, yeah we got to put that. 
and they don't have straps they're just on by pure i don't know force it's it's pretty great um so, so yeah he's wearing a shirt with football pads and he kills the zombie with venom that doesn't make sense parentheses dumb and then I put that it's confrontation time. He goes, he's like, I'm going to fight Dio. He opens the door. Dio's there. Dio's zombies are also there. And Dio is like, this one's mine. Get out of here. And the zombies leave. And so Jojo's like, all right, let's do this. And he starts walking towards him. There is a vase of roses in the middle of the room. They're not like, it's not a vase like where they're standing in water. It's just like a bunch of cut rose heads are sitting in a bowl, essentially. Um, which is important yeah, for five seconds from now. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Dyer, our guy from earlier with the hair, with the, that does the splits, um, he goes, actually, Jojo, it's my turn. I trained for many years with Zapelli and I get to get vengeance for him. And Jojo's <laughs> like, hey, man, um, he, he's got the smoke, buddy. He, he'll do you in. And he's like, don't, don't even worry about it. So Dyer starts flying because he can do that. And yeah. yeah. Dio says like, oh my gosh, humans can fly with years of meditation. And I'm like, that's. Yeah, that's actually a, that's exactly a plot from um, Legend of Korra, uh, the Avatar (laughs) sequel series. It's one of the bad guy in part three does that after his girlfriend's head explodes. Um, He starts flying. Yeah. He's like, he thanks her for dying so that all of his earthly attachments are gone he flies away his name is Zaheer it's the best season of the show um her head explodes it's so messed up dude all right that's little, a Nickelodeon show yeah yeah little tangent guys um this lady has a special kind of firebending I know most people have seen Avatar but Gail and James and Tanner haven't um nope she has a special type of firebending where she can send concussive waves from her forehead that then explode when they land wherever they're landing when they come into contact with something Mm. she's fighting these two metal benders and she's winning and she's about to blow one up and then the other one the sister uh uses metal bending to bend the the chest plate she's wearing around the lady's head before she fires the blast and she fires and her her head explodes you don't see it you just see them go (gasps) they're like oh fuck we did that yeah metal, metal bending is a thing yeah later in the in the series yeah oh, oh is that is that are they earthbenders basically yeah yeah they so oh, okay. um you actually i'm not gonna spoil avatar because i really think you should watch avatar it's pretty good yeah it's pretty I will very good uh it's pretty very very good go do it now our other coming soon podcast number two noah and tanner watch avatar the last airbender and probably have a lot more to say yeah <laughs> um anywho sorry folks um nobody's head explodes um he uh starts flying yeah and he comes in real slow and joe and dio's like how do you think you can come at me that slow and he pulls the same shit he did on jonathan where he comes in with the two feet and dio goes to block him and he does a split and separates his arms and then he goes to do his dual chop which we already had our tangent about yeah big burp coming (laughs) oh oh god um you good yeah yeah he goes to do his dual chop and he stops and uh he's like i can't move my body and then we realize that dio has frozen everything except his head uh using that thing he does where he sucks all the moisture out of your body yes basically he has ice powers yeah he has ice powers so the the guy's frozen to death um except for his head and he's like what i can't do anything and dio goes watch this shit and he shatters his body um brutal Dude turns into ice pieces and his head lands in the rose bowl, right? 
Uh, and they're like, what the fuck? And uh, it's pretty fucked. But then yeah. the guy's dyer's head is in the Rose Bowl, and somehow he is still able to speak, you know, because you can do that when you're ahead. Yeah, sure and, you can. Yeah, so he grabs a rose with his mouth, and he spits at a Dio full of hormone, and it it slices into his eye, and that injures Dio because it's hormone. And Dio gets so mad, and then Tom Petty, or not Tom Petty, Dyer's like, hmm, peace, and then he freezes the whole bowl with his dead body, I guess, and it explodes. Yeah. Uh, I don't actually understand how all of it froze after that, but that's fine. Um, yeah. So then Dio gets so upset. He goes so baby mode. Yeah, he does. He gets, yeah. He's like, how could you? You. <laughs> he calls my insignificant bug or something like yeah. that. <laughs> uh, prior to this, he was going on about how, oh, Jonathan and I, I really don't feel good about fighting you, Jonathan. I don't want to do this. I We grew up together after all. And Jonathan's thinking the same thing. And then as soon as he gets hit in the eye, he's like, it's no, why would you do that? Um, you're so mean so Dio jumps backwards and he goes alright zombies come get them and the zombies start coming in and Tom Petty and Straight So are like we'll deal with the zombies you deal with the him and he goes okay and then he goes Speedwagon my sword and he throws him a sword and he goes all I need to do is fill Blueford's sword of suck and fuck with with Hamon and I can defeat him <laughs> A note, listeners. He says luck and pluck, but it really sounded like suck and fuck when I heard yeah. it. <laughs> so he comes at him with the suck and fuck sword, and uh, and he fills it with hormone. I wrote down straight so and Tom are taking care of the zombies. It's JoJo time. A lot of Speedwagon talk. And that's what happens. <laughs> Speedwagon yeah. just starts talking as he does. Basically, what he explains is that JoJo goes to Dio's right because that eye is blinded and he slices that arm off because Dio can't see him in that eye and Dio's like oh man how do you know how to do that stupid <laughs> Very ridiculous. so then Jojo slices him in half from the top of his head down to his groin and they're like you did it and he's like no you didn't I'm alive and he grabs Jojo and starts freezing his arms so now he can't move right so his his sword and his arms are frozen he tries to knee him he freezes that too so then Dio does this cute little thing where he reaches into Jonathan's neck and he comes out with his carotid artery. It's not yeah. broken, but it's just out. And it's, and just, <laughs> it's so yeah. gross. Um, yeah. He's just kind of thing I will, it. Yeah. One thing I will say um, before this, when uh, Jojo starts attacking with a sword, he's, um, Dio says, your attacks are, are more disgusting than frog urine. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that was a, a French thing or just frogs in general? Yeah. I don't know. I wrote that down because I was like, that, that is a ridiculous thing to say. Yeah, it, <laughs> I, it's right on par with uh, how many breads have you eaten? Um, yeah. I personally think it was he has beef with real frogs, not just with French people. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, though. ooh, frog piss. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he's a weirdo. Yeah. A very, very big frog part. Maybe, maybe a Rocky was rolling a frog in the eighties. You have the, you have the, the frog urine, and then you have the, the the part where the pelly hits the frog and breaks the rock underneath it. You are almost definitely right because he gets weird yeah. about, you know, he gets weird about whatever thing he's interested in that week because he's autistic. Yeah. Um, not in a bad way, guys. I'm not saying autistic with bad connotation. I'm saying it with the modern yeah. connotation of 
just a little He's weird a sometimes. Yeah, a visionary. Also has meltdowns on occasion. That's me, baby. I'm a visionary yeah. with meltdowns. Anywho, so he says his, his anti-frog propaganda. <laughs> All this happens. He's holding Jonathan's carotid artery between his fingers. It's so gross. It looks like a worm. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. And he's just like, I could break it. I'll do it. And I put uh, gross is the note I made about it. <laughs> so then he realizes that Jojo's sword has been in this brazier of fire behind him. He's like, how long's it been in there? And like probably the whole time, man, he hasn't moved. Uh, so then he, the sword is conducting hormone and heat and melting his hands before like faster than Dio can freeze them. So his hands unfreeze and he fills the sword with hormone and, uh, it doesn't work because Dio snaps it in half. So he discards the sword and he goes for a sunlight yellow overdrive, baby. Um, and it doesn't land. His hand freezes as soon as he touches Dio. So that's a problem. And uh, Dio's like, oh, sorry, bud. Doesn't work. I'm too fast. I'm too quick. Uh, I, I was going to start saying some Muhammad Ali quotes, and I totally lost all of them as soon as I... <laughs> I'm too quick. My hands are like... I could do the ones from Epic Rap Battles, but I won't do that. <laughs> um, so anyway, I'll leave you like Liston flat on your ass. Uh, so Jojo squeezes the vampire juice out of his neck using hormone, which, again, just the thing we can do now. Yeah. And he goes... He decides he's going to go plus ultra, and he knows what he has to do. And so he goes and he punches through one of these braziers... So his hand is on fire because his glove is on fire. And they're like, oh my gosh, it could melt the ice before he freezes. And then the hormone can hit. And I really don't think that freezing your body by sucking all the moisture out is going to get stopped by like a little bit of fire. Yeah. That's just me. That's just me. Yeah. Um, and what so I... then he double fists it. He puts both fists together. They're both on fire. And then he uh punches and dio tries to block it and it almost works and then it doesn't and he punches directly through dio's chest and dio's exploding and disintegrating and he starts falling <laughs> and he falls back over the parapet forty thousand feet down below um yeah and, and again the voice actor for dio great scream absolutely gives it like 120 <laughs> percent. very good um so he's falling he's crying he's dying and uh Jonathan also crying because he loves his brother. He this whole show, this whole part is about how despite every every piece of vitriol they have for each other, um these guys are brothers. They love each other to an yeah. extent. Um and so, yeah, he dies. Yay. Uh before he dies though, he shoots a laser out of his eyeball and it splits the entire uh castle in half. And it cuts through Jojo's hand and almost hits his brain. And he's like, hmm, that was close. Um, (laughs) So he cries and then it's the end of the show. Um, Or the end of that episode. Yeah. What do we think of this one? I love that. I love that fight. I think it's a good fight. Yeah, it is a good fight. It's a lot better than the last one. I think it's probably one of the the best fights of this uh, Wind Nights a Lot section. Yeah, it's, it's the best one. Yeah, I think the best one in... Ian Phantom Blood is probably the mansion fight. I think it's better than the rest yeah. of them, by far. Mm. Uh, this, one, this one's number two, though. Yeah, this one's number two. Good, solid two. Yeah. And then it's Blueford, baby! Blueford! <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, Blueford. So, yeah, that happened. I think this this episode, 
very good weird climax because it's not the actual climax it's just kind of yeah. a faux climax it's a um edging as you would call it as the kids say <laughs> uh you know the kids do say that yeah they just like <laughs> Oh, God, I have to cut so much of this. <laughs> oh, you shouldn't have told me. You shouldn't have told me about your parents. Anywho, <laughs> that episode's good, but it's not the finale, which you would think it was, but it's not. Because um, we don't even get a prologue in the, that episode. It just goes straight to black. Mm-hmm. So we move on to episode nine, The Final Ripple. Would you mind if I took it away with this one as well? Yeah, of course. Yeah, go ahead. Um, folks, this is our last episode of, of Phantom Blood. Everybody, take your drinks. Um, make a little, take a little poopy if you need to. We got a, we got a lot to go over, and then we're gonna talk about it a little. And then, I think our next episode is gonna be like a, like a fun. I don't know. We'll talk about TikTok or whatever. We'll we'll take a break from talking about specific episodes, and we'll just talk about this arc as a whole, probably. Yeah, yeah. And then after that is. It's, Battle tendency. It's New York's JoJo, baby. Yeah, New York's JoJo. Oh, that's a good episode. I do need to go blow my nose and then get a drink before I start on episode nine, okay. though. So once I, I probably need to go pee too. Okay. So let's do that, folks. This is coming out of left field. You had no idea what you were getting yourself into, but since there's an intermission here. I'm going to be reading you a little poem that I wrote recently. It was for my writer's group that I'm in. Just kind of wrote it offhandedly. It's not very good, but you get to listen to it, fuckers. <clears throat> this poem is called Mallory. Angry winds whip her snout as she nears the peak. Four long months of winter have hidden the mountain from those who would assail it. Yet she cannot be deterred. She knows the path too well. She rounds a familiar crest and can hear the urging bellows of her mother all those years ago, the growling of playful cubs at her heels. She turns to scold them, and they are gone, their cries as fleeting as their frozen breath upon the air. She is alone save for age, her constant companion. Her claws, once honed to wicked points, are split and gnarled, tangled betwixt one another like the sweet vetch roots they used to dig. And so each step she takes leaves behind a bulbous, lopsided imprint, like so many misshapen hearts. And in each heart's solemn wake she feels the weight of twenty boars bearing down upon her haunches, of thirty cubs within her belly, of twenty seasons rife with love, birth, death, love, and birth again. The endless cycle of weight and levity, endless, that is, until it ends, the sweetling face of her final cub fell on f- eyes far younger, and the boars have long since moved to sows of softer step, yet their memory does not halt her gait. She has left them behind, cubs, boars, sows, and all, to seek her final suitor, he who has watched her half her life. She knows he awaits her, high above and beckoning, hidden just beyond the clouds. As she mounts the peak to meet him, the frigid winds which accosted her now adorn her fur in reverence or recompense. Their breath alights a gown of crystal ice across her back, upon her head a frosty diadem, with coat now embellished, reflecting the regal air she has always held, she beckons to him. And yet, the clouds remain unchanged. 
She bellows again. The clouds howl back, immovable. A heart breaks, then another, and another. The fissure grows and spreads, quick as a serpent and twice as vengeful. If she, senses its, if she senses its advance, if she feels the rumblings in her tired souls, she pays no heed. Her eyes are shackled to the sky. They must be. They must see him. She must see him before the end. But the end is coming fast. The serpent rears its head. Even as she falls, even as she feels the cliff which has stood ten thousand years collapse in a breath's time beneath her, she searches for him. Her half-blind half eyes stay fixed upon the heavens as she puffs her final breath. Her devotion is rewarded. The clouds resign. A single beam of light shatters the cold. In the clandestine moment before the fall, it strikes her frosted coat. She explodes in a million fractals of light and love and color, and for one moment of terror and euphony, of light and glory, the Winter Queen becomes the sun. Anywho, that was just, uh, I thought uh, I'd fill this void with something as opposed to just deleting it. Um, so you get to suffer through my bad poetry. Bye. You are here. Oh, I am. Are you? I am here. All right. Um, you know, I just realized cut forward because I won't be able to do this this week because we leave Tuesday night for Oklahoma for a few days. Um, I got to go to Oklahoma for Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. So I'll probably cut it the week after, but, um, cut forward to two weeks from now, getting a text from your mom going, I'm supposed to be doing sound editing. I don't know how to do any of that. You didn't ask me beforehand. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, don't even worry about it, Gail. I'll do it just for you this time. (laughs) Next episode though, that's on you. (laughs) Yeah. Before we talk about this episode, Noah's going to talk about his life. Um, I got a little job recently, folks. Yeah. Uh, I'm working at a library. Um, I work the front desk. It's such a great time. And I don't mean that sarcastically. I've been having so much fun. Um, I've realized I missed zookeeping stuff mostly for interacting with the public and watching them learn and like having what I call wholesome interactions with the public. Yeah, that was one of my, best, my favorite parts about interpreting and farms yeah absolutely me as well um same with the teaching i love watching kids learn about stuff um so i get to watch adults learn about the silliest things or help them learn the silliest things at the library and a fun (laughs) little story i have for you is that i got a call from an old woman i'm at the library i'm like yeah what can i or look up a business and i'm like okay i can she's like i i don't know who else to ask? I was like, I guess it's me. Uh, yeah. So she's like, it's called International Sales. It's in, it's based in Rhode Island, and I can't find it. And I'm looking it up, and I'm like, yeah, that's because it doesn't exist. And I'm like, I, do you mean maybe International Sales Automobiles? And they're like, no, um, that's. I already checked. That's not what it is. It's we have this mark on our credit, or our. It's like a charge on our credit card. It's by international sales, and they gave us some fake phone numbers with it. And I'm like, that's weird. So one of the phone numbers went to this auto group, and I was like, interesting. And then the other one was not a phone number because I looked it up, and I find this thing um, people asking online, 
internal SAL and then this number, what is it? And I'm like, oh, that's almost exactly what she's looking for. So I look at it and it's uh, it's AAA charging you for your like yearly re-upping. And I was like, are you looking perhaps for internal SAL? And she's like, no, it's definitely into, hey, look, internal SAL. I wonder what that means. And I'm like, it looks like it is AAA charging you. Does that sound like something that could be? And she's like, oh, yeah, that is what that would be. All right, thank you. Bye. Click. And it's, I don't know why I get so much, just like it's so much joy from helping people with things that are, inconsequential at the end of the day but are so silly and important to them at the time yeah (laughs) yeah or any interactions i have with kids at the library are so fun even if it's like me having to talk to teenagers and be like guys i don't know how you got into this room it was locked but you got to come give me your id if you would like a key to it but you can stay here and then they make fun of me and laugh at me and i realize i'm almost 25 and i (laughs) get a little sad um you know we're old now i know we're old now it's getting worse dude yeah i turned 25 in like three weeks my wife just or yeah three weeks ish my wife just turned 25 she's old now poor lady (laughs) more than 25 oh my god we're besieged by cougars yes (laughs) she gave me a look um anywho I just I've been really enjoying the library. It's fun to not be in a lab. It's fun to not yeah. be thinking about the lab because I realized as soon as I got this job, like as soon as I got the acceptance email with the letter, I was like, "Oh, I was 4 weeks away from killing myself." <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> it, was, it was such a weight off me that I was like, "Oh, I had no idea." how close to the edge i was until i was not there anymore it was nuts um well i'm glad you're enjoying it man that's good me too that's been it's nice the pay's not great but it's public service so that's the yeah that's the gig um (laughs) i have one more story but i'll save it for our end segment for it because it's another library thing and it's just a funny thing that i had to do like for training um, mm-hmm. So we're going to move on to episode 9. Sorry about that tangent, folks. Episode 9, The Final Ripple. Bum, bum, oh, man. Bah. So as is kind of tradition in this series, in this season so far, this part, whatever you want to call it, this is the only one that seems more like a season than a part. Um, yeah. Because there's nine episodes. Uh, as is tradition with this this part... Um, as soon as something happens, immediately, first thing in the next episode, we're going to contradict that that thing happened or, like, retcon it or be like, oh, surprise! Um, this happened instead. Yeah, it's which is just kind of by virtue of this having been a very short manga series at the time or, like, this part of the manga was very quick. So it was like, boom, 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 next thing, next thing, next thing. And then next week there's the new thing that's like, oh, guess what? Guess what? He yes. survived. <laughs> um Guess what? He survived. So yeah. my man Dio uh, is falling to his death, um, still disintegrating. And he goes, yeah. I have to stop it from reaching my head. So he chops his own head off and he falls <laughs> just ahead. And the the hormone doesn't reach his head because it's not attached. So he falls and the little Chinese man that's a zombie 
that has been working for him come picks him up, comes and picks him up and is like, all right, well, let's go find you a body. And he takes off. He starts hopping away. Yep. So now we hear the narrator talking about a what the newspaper read from that week and how 73 of the 400 residents of Wind Knight's lot disappeared overnight and how four strange men were seen in the woods um, burning a man's clothes and then one of them was seen uh, with a large hammer destroying a peculiar stone mask which I don't know how this person who was who was the eyewitness to this got that information I don't know how he yeah. was like I don't know how he gave that over or how close he had to be to them to see it happen. But our but, boys have destroyed the mask. You were saying? Yeah. Speedwagon. Speedwagon destroys it. It's yes. the only thing like the only thing of any substance he does. <laughs> yeah, for this series thus far is that uh he destroys the mask. He takes his big sledgehammer, he pops it, he breaks it. No more zo- or no more what are they called? Vampires for now. Yeah. So then we cut to Jojo wedding. Jojo's getting married to Ooh. Irina. Her name is now Irina Joestar. Not Pendleton. Yeah, not Pendleton. She's Pendleton Joestar now. Okay. Um. Anyway, so they're married now. They're heading out for their honeymoon. They are on a boat. They're gonna go to the Americas. Speedwagon is late. He's gonna. He was gonna send them off, and he woke up late or something. So he's running yeah. to meet him. He gets there, Poco's there, a few monks are there, Tom Petty's there, Straitso's there, uh, and they're like, man, you almost missed them, they're going to get away. And he's like, oh my god, I have to say goodbye, um, as he's running to try to see if he can see them while they're already on the boat. Uh, guys carrying a giant coffin walk by him, and they bump him, and one of the guys is like, what's even in this? And then he hears a heartbeat inside of it, and he's like, oh, that's what's in this, um, and they just walk by, and you're like, hmm, that's not important. And yeah, and, and one of them says, it's like, something's in this. And then he's like, and then the other one's like, oh, well, it doesn't matter. This, this Asian bloke paid, paid us a bunch of money to put it on this boat. Ah, uh, good job, Asian bloke. <laughs> Isn't it weird? Well, I guess it's not weird how a Japanese man in the 80s depicts a Chinese man in his manga, but yeah, it's, you know... It's what it is. Uh, yeah. Folks, there's some bad blood there, if you didn't know. Yeah. Um, bad blood that maybe the Japanese man should not be the one making the caricatures of the other person, if you're, if we're going to be yeah. totally honest. <laughs> um, exactly. If anyone deserves <laughs> to be making the caricatures, I suppose maybe it wouldn't be the Japanese one of the two. Yeah. Anywho, we're not going to get on to Asian geopolitical issues. <laughs> or are we? Surprise. All right, Taiwan. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Okay, the Spratly Islands in the South China Sea. <laughs> so, is it is it still part of China this Taiwan place? Let's we're going to we're going to debate it. <laughs> See, I'm pro Taiwan. Tanner is imperialist China if you could no, believe it. <laughs> I am not a Apparently there's there's a subreddit on Reddit that's like pro China. Yeah, I'm it's, sure there is. It's, it's insane. <laughs> like how how many how much like mental like fortitude you have to defend? Yeah, the Chinese government. China. <laughs> um, while we're on this just goofy sub tangent subreddit, if you will, uh, 
I don't know if you ever saw that map of all of J.K. Rowling's, the schools that she says, the magic schools that are in the world. It's the map yeah. of who's included in them. My favorite I one. Yeah, my favorite one is the, it's North and South Korean kids seeing each other at magic school. And it's the, the clip from Always Sunny where Charlie and uh, Mac are staring at each other, or Mac are staring at each other across the yeah. restaurant. Yeah. Um, I, think she has, I think she has Japan and China going, yep. and South Korea has, and India yep. all going to the same school. So there's like 40 million kids there and then 10 in each other's school. Yeah. Uh, what else did they have in that map? Um, everyone in South Africa and everyone in the Middle East get that's two schools: Middle East, South Africa, <laughs> yeah, or South and North Africa. Sorry, all of Africa yeah. and the Middle East get their own school. Um, yeah. Which, folks, it, if you didn't age. know, don't ask any ethnic group in Africa about any other ethnic group in Africa. You'll get some yeah. interesting responses that maybe you didn't want to hear. Yeah, or ask any country in the Middle East, but I think of any other country in the Middle East. Yeah, it's free Palestine. It ain't gonna go great. Um, yeah. As my intro to this uh, podcast probably clued you in on. Anywho, back to our show, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah. Um. So speak. Yeah, we were talking about the. Yeah. We were talking about the Asian guy. He's yeah. he, his coffin walks by. Uh, Speedwagon yeah. goes, oh, those ruffians, and then he burp, and then he sees Jonathan and Arena have come to the edge of the boat, and they're waving, and he's waving at them. He doesn't say it out loud, but he does say that he'll always be there for them. They need only call his name. Very sweet. Um, yeah. Only lightly homoerotic as compared to the rest of the show, Yeah. which is densely homoerotic. Um. <laughs> But it's it's a very sweet sentiment, and he means it. He means it for both of them, not just Jonathan too. That's something yeah. to keep an eye on. Is that he means if this family needs him, he is there for the rest of his life and afterward. So, mm -hmm. moving on, the boat takes off. Um, uh, Irina sees a seabird land on the boat. He's injured, and she's like, "Oh, are you lonely?" And then another one lands next to it, and is like, "Hey, man, are you okay?" And she starts crying because she's happy that the birds have each other and that she's happy that Jojo and her have each other because uh, she remembers him as a little boy being so defensive of her honor and he remembers them being together and she's just, she's so happy that he's there. It's very sweet. They hug each other. It's it's heteroerotic. It's very sweet. Uh, yeah, buddy. Heteros don't get claim to all of eroticism. Um, so very heteroerotic. They hug, they love each other. Um, she's crying happy tears. Um, so then they're at dinner and, um, Jojo pushes her to drink, like insists. Yeah. It's, I, it's so weird. It's so, yeah. it feels off. He's like, he's about to drink and she's like, oh, I don't have the experience drinking you do. I wouldn't have. Uh, the gumption or whatever and he's like oh you haven't drank before do it please do it <laughs> very out of character for it's him. very it's so weird and like while i was watching this my wife was there and she's looking at his face and she goes why does he look like the villain here because <laughs> the way his face is he looks like 
uncomfortably mean <laughs> while he's yeah. forcing his wife to drink. So bullying his wife. <laughs> yeah. So he's negging her into drinking. <laughs> Um, so she takes a drink and then she blushes and then we note that there is a drunk priest on board for a minute and he's going downstairs because he dropped his cross down a grate and it's fallen on the coffin that's in the downstairs and he's going to get it. Um, cut back to Jojo. Um, they're drinking. He forces her to drink. Weird. Uh, then Jojo sees the Chinese man who he recognizes because they met and he freaks out and he's like, oh, he's here. Oh no, Irina, lock yourself in our room. And he takes off. Which she does not do. She does not do that. So he runs after him. Um, he leaves. He finds the zombie. Or well, okay. He leaves. Sorry, I wrote my things down weird. Here, okay. Oh, okay, I found it. I had scrolled on accident. Um, the drunk priest is now examining the coffin, and he's like, this is interesting. There's a lock on the outside, but it looks like the latch is on the inside. It's locked from the inside. And then something hits him in the eye, and his face explodes, and he flies backward and dies. Um, very important to have the drunk priest there. So yeah. <laughs> Jonathan runs in. He's like, what's going on? And the Chinese man takes out... Dio's head in a jar. He's got a jar head. Um, he's like a marine. That's what they call them, jar heads. <laughs> yeah, there is. Fun American fact for our two Japanese listeners, by the way. By the way, you guys, I okay, all that stuff I said about China. All right, let, listen, listen. <laughs> I know. Sorry. I, I, I'm not gonna say sorry. We're we're not in the business of saying sorry here about these things. But I will say, I know you guys didn't do it. I don't know if you have you. I wouldn't put it past you to... Your grandfather. Yeah, your grandfather probably did it. He definitely did it. But I wouldn't put it past you to have said some disparaging things at some point about a Chinese person because that's kind of something you guys tend to be known for. You two dudes specifically. I'm talking to you two dudes because I know you're dudes. Um, This is getting out of hand. (laughs) It needs to be cut. Don't leave. Don't leave. (laughs) Don't leave us. We're sorry. Anyway... So, uh, he's a, he's a head in the jar. Um, and Jojo's like, oh my gosh, he's a head in the jar. (laughs) Uh, uh, sorry, I scrolled through my thing again. So, oh yeah, well, no, not yet. It cuts to Irina, who is like, what happened to Jonathan? She runs out of the dining room, and just as we see one of the patrons has turned into a zombie and is about to eat his wife. Um, so that's going on. As you do. As you do. Don't we all want to eat our wives a little bit? Mm. Look at that snack on the couch. She's watching, I think, the Pioneer Woman. Uh-oh. Honey, is that the Pioneer Woman? Yeah. Priscilla Presley. Oh, it's Priscilla Presley. Not the Pioneer Woman. Yeah, no, that's not Pioneer Woman. Distinctly not, I've asked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so we all want to eat our wives out and whatnot. Yeah, I got to cut that one. Your parents are listening. I ain't cutting shit. Fuck you. Uh, so she leaves. She comes to see him just as Dio goes, Jonathan, we, our fates are shared. Don't you see? We are supposed to be one. I'm going to cut your head off and take your body. It'll be painless, I promise. Yeah. So 
he goes to shoot him with his laser eyes and Jonathan kind of blocks it but it really. he moves and it goes straight through his, his throat uh, so he's dying Irina gets there just in time to see that and she's like what the fuck so Jonathan <laughs> falls down the stairs uh, he ends up you know leaned up against the beam he's, he's dying he can't speak and Irina's like what is happening and then the zombies start attacking everywhere and Dio's like, you remember me, Arena? You remember me from when we were kids? And she's like, Dio! And then the zombies try to grab her. Yeah. And uh, so then we see some zombies fighting. Well, fighting. They're just killing people. Um, yeah, one of them picks up an brutally. axe and he axes this woman through the wall. And she's holding the baby and she falls down the stairs in front of Arena. And blood starts coming out of her head, but she's still got that baby who's crying. And so Dio is like, all right, I'm going to go get his his body now. He's going to take Jonathan's body. That's his plan. Yeah. So he, his zombie is pulling him towards there. And he goes, uh, Jonathan's like, oh my God, Irina, Irina, I can't breathe. He's not saying this. He's just thinking it because he can't breathe. He can't speak. He can't do hormone. Um, oh no. So it's really, it, it, it's looking bad. So Dio comes to attack. The zombie is coming in with him. And Dio's like, wait. He's doing something because Jonathan gets in his battle pose. And the zombie's like, you overestimate him. He's lying. So he attacks and Jojo uses the last of his hormone to take off his head but not quite kill him and send his body flying into the steam piston thing. Yeah, the thing that controls the steamship. Yeah. The thing that spins the wheel. Um, Yeah. So that happens. And... uh, then something breaks in him, he says, and he can't do Hamon anymore, and he falls backwards, and he's dying. Uh, <laughs> I wrote down, the zombie's body flies into the engine and destroys it. Dio explains way too much of how a steamboat works. <laughs> yeah, he does, he really does. <laughs> so, he, the body flies over, it doesn't actually destroy it, it's just he buzzed it in a weird way, like he did with the snakes earlier, so now it's gripping on to the beam that turns the wheel that is because it's a steamboat it has the two big wheel paddles yeah and dio goes he's stopping the wheel the wheel shaft if he stops the wheel shaft the steam will build up in the system if there's too much steam built up it'll explode (laughs) it's it's so unnatural because speedwagon's not there so someone has to say that (laughs) yeah they're like yeah, uh, Rocky really regrets not putting Speedwagon in this. Yeah, in this he's part. like, he could have been in the coffin. Um, so he explains how a steamboat works. And uh, JoJo's dying, and Dio's just a head that's floating from the ceiling now because his hair is holding on to the ceiling. And Irina goes to him, and she kisses her dying husband, and it's so sad. I did not realize it was going to make me this sad. Yeah. Um, and he, she's... He wipes her tears away and she's like, we'll die together. I want, I want to be with you till this ship explodes. He wipes her tears and points to the crying baby. And he says she has to live on. And he tells her, uh, don't cry or cry if you must, but live on. And uh, she says it's not fair. And he says you have to. So she goes and she picks up the baby. And uh, Dio's like, all right, zombies, go eat that guy's body. So he stops holding on to the steam shaft. And so the zombies go to do that, but they are too late, and the the engine explodes, and Jonathan just barely gets in front of Irina and the baby in time to get pierced with shrapnel, but um, 
save them from it and he's dying it's so sad <laughs> it's, yeah. it's making me tear up he's, he's, a, he's a good boy you guys he's so sweet yeah he's using like every ounce of strength he has left yeah to actor really sad yeah and then dio's like guess what i'm taking his body anyway so he shoots the veins out of his neck and is using them like tentacles and he's choking jonathan he's gonna pull his head off but as he comes in jonathan takes the shrapnel out of his back and stabs dio in the throat with it (laughs) and uh and then he just hugs him yeah and then he collapses hugging his brother's head and uh irina ends up on the coffin that dio conveniently mentioned will uh survive the explosion yeah um (laughs) So she ends up leaning on it, and Jonathan is holding his brother's head, and Dio is begging him. He's like, I can make you both immortal. You can live together forever. How's that sound? It'll be great. I promise, just get us out of this. Don't just let the ship explode on us. And then he realizes that Jonathan's dead. He's just holding him and crying, but dead. Um, And so we see our sweet summer boy die, uh, holding his, crying over his his brother and the last things he does say to himself were that Dio's right their fates are entwined but this is where they end um and it's just it's very sad it's it's Mm -hmm. very sad um so the ship explodes and now the zombies won't get to America because they exploded and that was part of the plan by the way the whole ship was zombies and they were gonna get to America and start a zombie apocalypse we were going to start The Walking Dead off a little sooner than intended. Yeah. Daryl Dixon wasn't born yet. How were they going to survive? Um, side tangent, folks. There's a Daryl Dixon show, apparently. He's in Paris for some reason. The Eiffel Tower is in the promo work. What's that about? <laughs> How did he get to Paris? <laughs> Maybe he's in Vegas. Oh, that could be it. Now, I know. I know Gail and James have watched The Walking Dead. They absolutely have. I know because I watched seven seasons of The Walking Dead when I was 14, so they had to have watched it at some point as adults. Yeah, my dad watched a good amount of it. I know that. James, you a big Daryl head? You a big Daryl guy? Yeah, I'm a Daryl guy myself as well. Can't can't get enough of that Norman Reedus. Uh, Anywho, so the ship explodes. Um, And then we get Irina talking. And saying Jonathan Joestar is dead, but uh, his legacy will live on with this child, which she's got the baby, and the child living within me. Guess what? She's pregnant. They've been together for one night. He knocked that bitch up instantly. Yeah. It was immediate, and it took. That's he, The timing on that, insane. Yeah. He has some super swimmers. Yeah, he is, he is running on rhino pills, that man. <laughs> Um, and then we get our, we get our little roundabout riff and somewhere in Mexico in an old temple, we see a stone man in a wall. What's that about? Guess we'll find out next time. And that's the end of Phantom Blood, folks. Give them applause. We did it. We did it. We got through Phantom Blood. Tanner. What do you think of this episode, and then what do you think of Phantom Blood as a whole? Hmm. I like this episode. It's a good ending. You, know, you, you, you wish there was like a final fight, but this is you know with the time that Rocky had with the with all this. You know, it's a it's a good ending, I think. Yeah, it's a good um, epilogue. Um, what do you think about Phantom Blood? 
No, I, like, no, I remember not. I mean, of course, not watching Phantom Blood, and I, I went back and watched it, and then I liked it better than I thought I would the first time I watched it. But the second time around, I don't know. I liked it a little bit less. I think. Yeah, it's not one that grows on you. It's one that hits you yeah. once, and you're like, "All right, that was fun," and then you never talk about yeah. it again. Yeah, it's a good intro to the universe. Yep. Um, into the style of writing, but I think it's it's a it's a sneak peek at things to come. Yeah, and it just sometimes things don't hold up as well when they're especially on dropping things, especially when they're compared to their um not their predecessors, the opposite to their not offspring. What's the word I'm looking for? Descendants. Uh descendants, yeah. Let's say opposite of predecessor. Let's see. Successors, yes, that's the word. Yeah, there you um, go. Sometimes when you compare things to its successor, it's not going to hold up, and that's just how writing works, as things get better as you go. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, so that's... I don't hold it against it. I think it's a product of when it came out, and it did the best it could, and I think it did really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also a fun thing, this, this part does set up themes in this show that... I think are not touched on as much and it's in a way to highlight the opposite of that theme. So this theme, the theme of this part is very much about the bonds that we make with people outside of and within blood. That's why it's called phantom blood is because, you know, there's the phantom blood between them. They don't actually share blood and yet they somehow do in a way, you know? Yeah. Um, And I think it's, this part is about that and about that relationship and how despite the bitterness and the hatred and the sourness that even Jonathan talks about when they're fighting there is a bond that they simply cannot find the way to break and that's what's so interesting about their relationship um is that at the end of the day at the very end of his life Jonathan loves his brother as they die together yeah um Mm. The rest of the show becomes about legacy and how legacies seem to haunt those who come after the person who created that legacy. Because for the person that starts a legacy or starts a tradition, um, it's great because that's it's a legacy of them. It's a tradition of them. Um, the successors to Jonathan have to deal with his problems and... In, for generations. <laughs> yeah, for generations. And in dealing with that legacy, they lose track of... it's. They play a game of telephone with it. And so they lose track of the brotherliness that these... The, the bond that these men shared despite their basal instincts against each other, despite what they thought of each other. Uh, they always had this sense of, of compa- camaraderie, if not companionship. Yeah. And a brotherly love that they could not escape down to their final breaths. But as time goes on, the good things get abandoned. And so the love that they have for each other, growing up together, being brothers, disappears. And by the time we get to Joseph talking about it, to to Jotaro a few seasons now down, well, one season now down the line, um, it's no longer... 
it's just that he was the vile demon that, you know, killed his grandfather. And yeah. he's doesn't have the first-hand information because Irina certainly wasn't going to share it. Because, yeah, and... And, go ahead. Oh, no. You go ahead. I, I was just going to continue hey, what you were You go saying. ahead. I lost it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't know the full story she was only there for part of it so yeah yeah absolutely so the the way that legacies move on is that they are based on erasing things that don't fit the narrative later down the line despite how they might have fit in initially Mm -hmm. and which is also how this show moves on because this show also sometimes erases things when they don't fit the narrative e.g. Hamon yeah. is gone after a certain episode in um, in Stardust Crusaders it's we don't hear Hamon again yeah. um, and, and go ahead yeah. it, 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 only start, it, it only comes back for that episode after not appearing in the first part of the entire first entire first part of Stardust Crusaders it's the only episode it's in yeah it's 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 a show about families moving on from trauma and still not well families passing on trauma without having the full context as things go on um and playing like i said that game of telephone and i think this is a very good way to set up because this is this part is entirely different from the rest of the show um narratively and a lot of like you know the ways that just people behave which is also because, you know, time passes. But um, I think it, yeah. even if it wasn't on purpose by Iraqi, I think it still shines through and can be interpreted that way. That's how I interpret it, is that this is a show about legacies that get twisted and turned by just by time and by hatred and yeah. become an entire bastardization of something they once were. Uh I think it's weird. That's exactly what this part is. That's why this part is so important. That's why you should watch it or listen to us talk about it. Despite the fact that I've said it's kind of boring, kind of poorly paced because yeah. it's, it is the theme. Yeah. It, I mean, it also is uh, one thing I will say, um, they, John, Jonathan and Dio have probably one of the most unique, like bonds among protagonists and antagonists in any uh, show or story I've heard because you know they 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 start off and the first thing Dio does is just be a complete dick to a, a boy that has done nothing but try to be nice to him, and then after a while we see that they they've learned to work work aside and, and become become best friends and brothers, and then all of that snaps right when Jonathan learns what, he, what his true intentions, and then they both gain these incredible powers, square off with them. You know, you don't see, you don't, you don't really see anything like that in a lot of different stories. And you, it, it's, it was one of the most interesting dynamics until a little show called My Hero Academia came along, and it, it blew this, it blew the whole lid off of everything. It's the best yeah. show anyone's ever seen. Yeah, critics are raving. About critics it. are raving, you guys, about two shows: My Hero Academia and a little <laughs> show called Rick and Morgy. You should go watch this. <laughs> I'm sorry about Rick and Morgy. <laughs> we love Justin Moreland. <laughs> Guys, Gail, cut that. Cut that right now. 
<laughs> Actually, it's your son that said it. It wasn't me. You can keep that yeah. in. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's Phantom Blood, folks. And uh, we love it and we hate it. And we're probably going to talk more about the characters in like a goofy fashion on the next episode. Probably like a 30-40 minute episode, if we're lucky. Yeah. Nothing major. Just like a little fun thing to do before we get started on figuring out how we're going to tackle the rest of the show because the rest of the show is 30 to 40 episode seasons and we are not going to do two episodes at a time because we'll never get done yes exactly we will probably do a lot more a lot more episodes per we're going to do a lot more condensing and i think a lot more talking about things not just the what's happening in the episode but like how we feel about the episode as a whole about the series and more just like you know talking like i did a minute ago about you know themes and how we feel about it and you know maybe we'll pepper in some who do you think of these guys has the biggest wee wee or whatever uh you know keep it spicy yeah um You're interesting for everyone but before that next episode we're just gonna we're gonna do i'm gonna write some funny questions about this part about the characters in this part and we're gonna have tanner and i answer them we're gonna make our own little lists Maybe we'll do a tier list. Ooh, people love when you make Ooh. a tier list. Yeah. Just your great egg content right there. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, though, Tanner, closing us out, mm. tell me a story. I don't really have a prompt. Just, just tell me something. Something that happened. Mm. A story. Mm. <laughs> What's been happening lately? Yeah, I lost mine too. I mentioned it earlier, and I forgot which yeah. one it was. Oh, I remember. It's been happening lately. Mm-mm. Well, I am uh, going up to Iowa for Thanksgiving. Woo! For Morgan's family, that's gonna be fun. Oh my gosh, you're gonna meet her parents for the thirty thousandth time. Yeah, <laughs> more parents are drive. We're driving up there with her parents. Oh, cool! Fun. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be in Oklahoma for Thanksgiving, meeting my wife for the first time. Yeah, that works. Yep. <laughs> are, are you gonna? So, so you're? Are you going to Tahlequah or are you going? Uh, no, we'll else? be in Pawnee. Tahlequah was where okay. I lived, and it was. Um, I don't have any reasons to go back there. Even like yeah. like Johnny lives close, like thirty minutes from Pawnee, so there's not really like I don't even have friends there to visit anymore. Okay. I'm not one to go back to my hometown, man. Yeah. It's different for you because it's like a city and like your family's there. there. Yeah. For for me, there's no reason for me ever return to Tahlequah, Oklahoma. Sorry, Tahlequah. Shout out to you if you're listening, Tahlequah. Yeah. It ain't you. It's me. Also, last time I was there, I saw my best friend from high school's sister in Walmart, and Johnny and I were both there, and we were like, we gotta get the fuck out of here now <laughs> before she sees us. Uh, so we took <laughs> off. That was my last experience at the Tahlequah Walmart that I know by, like, the back of my hand. I could I could walk in there with my eyes closed and walk out holding a baked potato. Fun fact. You got, Anyway, you're going to Iowa. Any, any big plans there? Um, I don't know. Have Thanksgiving and oh yeah, her aunt and uncle have a dog that's like um he's half wolf. Oh fun. Yeah. So his name is Casey. Aw. Casey like the wolf. gas station? Oh Casey Wolf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah. Which is which is that's the Chiefs mascot. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's funny. Karma is the guy on the Chiefs. <laughs> We're keeping that in. We're going to actually snare the Swifty Devon graphic right out from under. Nobody's even going to expect yeah. that. Yeah, you know, they expect that they're really interested in anime. Yeah, it's, you know, <laughs> stupid. Um, speaking yeah, of that, Iowa, that, that, that has been like all the, the te- Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift has been like all people have ever been talking about here and yeah, the she's doing <laughs> so much for the Chiefs right now. Yeah. She is killing it. <laughs> Good for <laughs> the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, a fun little thing about Iowa that just I just thought of. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Andrew and I have a little book club we pretend we have. So I read this book called The Great Glorious Goddamn of It All earlier this year. It's pretty short. Mm-hmm. I think you should read it. It's by folk singer Josh Ritter. It's about lumberjacks. I told you like very briefly ooh, ooh. about it. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. I think you should read it. I made Andrew read it. He liked it. Um, but it takes place in Iowa, in or maybe no, it's Iowa in a oh, northern town called Cordelia, which is not a real town. It's a fake town. Yeah. But um, it's a logging town, and that's where it takes place. And it's very, very good. Good book. Ten out of ten. I suggest everyone read it. Currently, though, I'm reading The Goblin Emperor by Catherine Addison. I think. Goblin Emperor. Catherine Addison, yeah. It's about an it's a court it's like a fantasy novel, but it's like a court intrigue novel. There's not really swords and magic and stuff. Um it's about an elf kingdom that has its emperor and all five of his legitimate or well, his main sons killed in a freak Zeppelin accident that is not an accident. And uh, yeah, it's a, an airship. The hydrogen ignited and they died. And his half son oh. from his fourth marriage, well, not half son, his full son from his fourth marriage, who was a forced marriage he didn't want to have and his wife didn't want to have with the neighboring goblin kingdom, who they have to legally consummate their marriage the first night. And she gets pregnant immediately with our main character, Maya, who is a half goblin, half. Um, half elf and essentially they get immediately sequestered away to the edge of the kingdom and forgotten about and but then all his brothers die and they're like hey man you're the emperor now and now he's the goblin emperor of an elf kingdom (laughs) it's extremely good I'm about halfway through Um, I told Andrew he could read that with me if he wants and he said yeah maybe also by the way rent books from the library it's so easy (laughs) Um, so yeah sorry I took over I got no, you're all good. I got to the Goblin Emperor from Idaho. <laughs> yeah, Iowa. <laughs> Iowa, yeah. Um, um yeah. I, I don't know what's gonna happen when we get up there, but oh yeah, there's one thing I wanted to say. Um recently I've been watching um Invincible on Amazon because the second season's coming out. Yeah. I, I, I have you seen that? I've seen the first few episodes and I was getting into it and then I just like stopped. I have a really hard time holding on to tv sometimes nowadays that, that, that's fair that's fair but have i know but, what yeah, happens I'm, so <laughs> yeah because <laughs> I, I started watching the second season and i was like wait what happened in the first season because it's been two years since it came out so i was watching that and i was just thinking that how really good it is it is it's very good i enjoyed i enjoy watching people talk about it yeah. <laughs> sometimes i'm just like i enjoy knowing what happens without 
having oh gosh this sounds like such Actually, a tiktok brain thing to be like i just don't want to have to deal with the in-between parts i just want to hear people speculate about the around parts which is not really tiktok brain thing it's i just want to hear people i want to hear people doing academic observations of things that's what i enjoy yeah. that's really what i like hearing is what i've realized so like overly sarcastic productions on youtube they do these diatribes where they with two classics degrees talk about whatever superhero or whatever they like and how their storylines are very good like like writing wise or how they're very good thematically or they just talk about the in-depth stuff about it mm -hmm. and i enjoy stuff like that i've realized it's more so sometimes than i enjoy the thing itself yeah, yeah. I watch a lot of video essays on YouTube too. <laughs> um, I insulted a guy the shows. other day by saying, "He's my new friend from my writers group." I insulted him by saying, "You seem like a video essay guy." <laughs> 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 much, you know? It was very much meant to be an insult, and he was like, "Oh <laughs> man, I was like, sorry, man. That's that's what you look like." <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was definitely meant to be mean. <laughs> so going to Iowa I'm very excited for you I'm sure you're going to have a great time yeah. you're driving up there yeah well, we're driving to Kansas City, Kansas City and we're driving up for the parents huh. so. I might not know where Iowa is it's it's north of Missouri you're kidding <laughs> you're fucking lying to no. me I'm not no it's not it's next it's to Montana north. No, it's not. That's Idaho. No, you're thinking of Iowa. <laughs> I mean, see. Good God. I thought it was like between, like, I thought it was where what I'm thinking is Wyoming is. Oh, okay. I just thought it was in that area. I thought there were like four states between Montana and North Dakota. <laughs> oh, that's so fucked no. up. <laughs> We're going to uh, Sioux City, Iowa. Maybe he wasn't in Iowa then. Let me check. Yeah, he could have been in Idaho because there's not a lot of timber. It's mostly cornfields in Iowa. Let me check. <laughs> um, great, glorious, goddamn of it all. It's Idaho. Haha. -ha. Okay. Scratch <laughs> everything. There is. <laughs> I have not read any books related to Iowa. Fuck you, Iowa. <laughs> and all your cornfields. Fuck your cornfields. Nebraska's better at it anyway. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> yeah, we, we drove through Iowa on the, on the way back. Um, last time we went up there and it was all, because we went a different way and it was just all cornfields. Yeah. For like four hours. That's what those two states are. Yeah, well, it was awful. <laughs> the reason Nebraska has the corn huskers. Yeah. So, Iowa, I hope you have a great yeah. time. I think you probably will. Yeah. You get to meet a wolf. Um, yeah, he's he's cool. I, he's he's your best buddy. You're gonna be best buds. It's gonna be great. Um, I will kind of close out with my other libraries thing. It's not even really mm -hmm. a story. Um, I've found that kids because teenagers don't have anywhere they're allowed to hang out anymore because the yeah, malls are dead and they get kicked out of parks if they gather in groups of more than three um, yeah. 
and you know people fill skate parks with sand or whatever kids are so weird about being outside because they feel like i'm not supposed to be here so like i had this 13 year old come in he was trying to get he was like oh can i am i able to get some of those games from you and i'm like yeah we can lend them to you you just need a library card and he's like oh cool but he's also like give me shifty eyes like he's he's gonna bolt and he hasn't he isn't holding them they're behind the counter so he hasn't taken anything um yeah but he's looking like he's gonna bolt and i'm like yeah let me just do you have an id he's like uh no but i can my name is and he gives me his name i look him up ask him his date of birth and i'm like it looks like you have a library card we just need your student id and we can update it for you uh and we need a well yeah that's about it because we're updating it he's like oh okay i'll go get it and he gives me shifty eyes. He takes off. He never comes back. I haven't seen him since. It's been a week. Um, and I feel so bad because it really just seems like these kids are so, like a library is where they're supposed to be. They are, that is where anyone's allowed to hang out. I yeah. had to deal with a homeless guy ODing there the other day. He's not allowed to hang out Oof. anymore because it's the second time and he got belligerent. Um, but, I mean, other than that, being homeless, you're usually allowed to hang out in the library. Yeah. Most people are allowed to that's where you go. It's a public third space. It's it's what it's mm-hmm. made for. Um but kids are so high strung about getting in trouble for being out and about that they just they get scared and they take off. And it made me sad that I didn't see him again. But for every one of those, there's also I have a kid come in, and he's like, Can you help me find books on drawing anatomy? And we're like yeah, we can look. Let's let's look through, and we give him kind of the Dewey number area he can look, and one or two titles. And he's like, "All right, I'll go check it out." And we gave him two titles, and he comes back with like six of them. And he's like, "These are so great! I'm gonna I'll come back for more too." And he rents them and he takes off. And I'm it's just I'm always happy to see stuff like that. Um, yeah, he hasn't come back with those, and I think they're due. So I don't know what happened with that, but um, I it's I'm always so excited to see people reading. Also, old people do the funniest shit to me in the world. Um, <laughs> an old woman, very low mobility. She's got a cane. She's hunched. She comes up to the desk. She goes, hey, I need your help getting the book off the shelf. And I'm like, okay. Do you want me to look up the author and we can? I can find where it is and I can go get them? And she goes, no, no, I know where she is in there. And I go, okay, okay. So I follow her into the stacks. I'm thinking she's going to give me a list of books. I'm going to pull them off the shelf, right? That, mm-hmm. that seems like how that would work she pulls out of her pocket probably 10 library receipts because every time you rent a book from us you get a receipt um, with the <laughs> title and when it's due uh-huh. each of these receipts has 10 books on them it's probably 6 receipts with 10 books something like that so mm-hmm. it's like 70 books 60 to 70 books worth of receipts uh, she hands them to me and goes I'm going to read off titles from her. You tell me which ones I've read from that list. (laughs) So I'm on the floor with 10 receipts spread out in front of me. And she's just naming off books. And I have to hunt through 70 books and be like, has she read that one? And we went through her entire catalog. And there were three she hadn't read. And I think I accidentally gave her two that she also still had already read. So she got five (laughs) books from there. She's like, all right, looks like I'm done with Iris. You can keep those receipts. And then she moves on to the next author and she goes, all right, start reading me those titles up there. And I read her three and she's like, all right, I haven't read those. Give them to me. And she'll come in probably this week or next and she'll make me do it again. But well, she'll probably just be like, all right, 
go get those books from that lady. And then once she's had basically all of them, she'll make me do the receipt thing again. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's just so funny the things old people do. They'll do that or they'll yell at me over the phone. They'll just start busting my balls because they're regulars at the library and they think it's funny. Because <laughs> old people have nothing to do. They are at the library all the time. They got they ain't got jack shit to yeah. do. Um, exactly. They read the paper. They call me and they go, I need you to put a book on hold. And I go, okay, would you like, we have it in large print. Would you like that? Or because that's just the first thing that was on my screen. And they're like, no, large print is dead. Nobody reads large print, Noah. And I'm like, all right, all right, Paul, thanks. And um, by the way, everybody, I'm going on such a tangent about libraries. I'm so sorry. My last two things. One, um, our Western section is very big and it is inter kind of intermixed with Westerns, Westerns, large print and Western paperback. They're all in the same spot because only old people we read westerns we westerns yeah, I was um so if they want a western and they want it in large print they're gonna if they want a large print book they're probably gonna want a western so they might as well be in the same spot um that and what was the other thing fuck fuck i had it shit oh um i found out that the books that are the most likely to go missing because someone took them are occult books and Ooh. and dieting books which guess which demographic is the one that's stealing books Old Te- people. teenage white girls um oh. it's the same reason that there's cameras in the like the beauty section in walmart and whatever it's because teenage white girls have very sticky fingers yeah. and they love to take things um yeah. even if they don't even especially at a place where they can just have them you can have them for yeah. three weeks at a time and you can come give them back um and get a new one and they're just like mm, i'd rather keep it because they can yeah and i said this to my co-workers i was like oh that's so funny because teenage white girls love to steal things and then i had to immediately be like i like how all demographics like to steal things it's just interesting that the things that teenage white girls happen to like to steal compared to other demographics who also because everybody likes to steal i had to cover my ass so i didn't get i didn't get fired for going in on teenage white girls (laughs) Um, so yeah, those are my library stories. Uh, and that's Phantom Blood, folks. And we hope you yeah. join us next week. We're coming, uh, we're doing weekly episodes now. Yeah. <laughs> probably not next week, but no. we hope you join us probably early December for just a little fun episode. And then pretty soon after that, we should be able to turn out pretty quickly after that the beginning of Battle Tendency. And baby, that's oh, going to yeah. be fun. This goddamn idiot has no clue what he's talking about. See you in fucking March, idiots. So, I hope you all have a great night. We are so glad you listened. Um, Thank you, Gail and James, for editing this episode. Mm -hmm. Tanner, do you have anything? Love Mom and Dad. Dad, Thank you, Mom and Dad. Yeah, yeah, love Mom and Dad. Um, Thanks for joining us. Sorry it took us so long between episodes. It's not even our fault. Sorry. You guys should be apologizing to us yeah. for us taking so long, actually. So, say yeah. sorry. Bye. Yeah, give us more views. Give us more views. Bye.